0: You don't like me, and I don't like you. But well, let's just do this, and I can get back to killing you with beer. You are
1: now tuned into the Better Fantasy Bureau podcast. This place is an unfam resource. I
0: love it!
1: With your host, Flex and Bliss. You must think I'm pretty stupid. I'm dangerous. I'm very, very dangerous. And Charlie Chase.
0: Hey, you're very good, you're, you're goddamn right he is. For the everyday fantasy sports player. You just blew my mind,
1: now I am going to teach some kids a lesson. They're a bunch of skin amateurs. And now on with the show, party people. party people. What's up, Party People? Welcome. Let's go. We're back with episode two. Episode two. First one was a hit. First, yeah, yeah. First one did well. Yeah, according to people, what they saying. <laughs> Yeah, it was, yeah uh, it was just last better week. Better than
0: expected, let's say.
1: B- bad, better than what we expected, yeah. Well, just last week we had episode one. Now we're back with episode two. We're so excited about this, Charlie. Uh, I'm here, yeah, a lot of your friends and family are saying good things about the first episode, right? Yeah,
0: it's, uh, response has been great. Um, you know, friends, family, they've checked it out. Uh, they subscribe to the YouTube channel. Um, so, so far, so good. Couldn't ask for a better uh, first episode. I- Listen, absolutely.
1: Uh, like I've had my my you know. If want to give a shout out to to my boy Vinny Ashton, uh, he personally called me up and he said, "Listen, I want to tell you more personally instead of just texting to you. Uh, I wanted to actually tell you that it was a really good podcast." Even even my boy Andy, who who busts my chops all the time, mm-hmm. and he said, "Yo, it was actually really good." And I'm having people saying that it sounded you know real professional and uh, our stats. I have a lot of family that likes it. So uh, once again. Shout out to everybody, everybody that's, that's subscribing, you know, all of my peoples that, you know, show me they subscribed. you know, my boy Ruben, my boy Bill, my boy Rich, uh, Kento, and everybody. So we really, really appreciate
0: this. from My, my boy, Nick, appreciate it. Everybody yeah. want to give a appreciate shout out? Appreciate all the love. You know, you want to shout out to anybody? Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, you know, friends and family. Uh, I'm not going to name drop on, on the pod, but <laughs> okay. <laughs> but yeah, the response has been great so far. So but that um, this, this just means that when you're my friend,
1: I show more love than you would. Is what? No, you're that's saying. not true. It, it's fine. It's fine because it's the New York... The Jet, gi- the jet fans were mad. It, it's the giant way. It's the, the New York fans giant are mad. way.
0: My cousin Joe, my brother, they were all <laughs> mad they didn't get a shout out. Shout out but okay, but well,
1: now they do. But know. it's the New York giant way to go show love. <laughs> it's like that, you know? Um just real quick though talking about shout outs one person i do want to give a shout out to because he said this um so i was talking to my father today i said my father he goes like hey you got to go and mention about how much of a great dad you have and i told him and and that voice too yeah that's my my voice to make fun of my father he's real you know blue collar type guy so he's like you got to mention to people how much of a great dad you got and i was like well i need a great dad to begin with (laughs)
0: boom oh burn singer got him
1: no, nah, but my dad really he's like my my best friend. Uh I I love my father. Of course my wife's my best friend. Yeah. Of course. And he understands that. And my wife. Anita, I, I met knows. You, I
0: met your dad at your wedding. He's a cool cool guy. That's the first time I ever met him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he's uh It's cool.
1: You know, he's he's a, he's he's really is, and I love busting my dad's chops. He takes a joke really well. That's kind of where I got my sense of humor yeah. from, was my father. Is is your
0: dad a Giant fan also? Yeah, yeah, he's a Giant ah, fan. Man. He's
1: he's 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 like football in general. He played football a little bit, you know, but he's a, he likes sports in general for the most yeah. part. But yeah, he roots for the Giants, you know. But it's similar because like him and uh, his girlfriend, uh, he's a Yankee fan. His girlfriend's a Met fan. Same thing with me and my wife. Mm. I'm the Gi- you know I'm the Yankee fan. She's the Met fan. That's where the house becomes divided. So me and my wife, you know, it's almost coming up to my
0: one year anniversary. Yeah, that's crazy.
1: Yeah, we you're, just yes, just yesterday we had our ten month anniversary. Yeah,
0: your wedding was when it was September 9th. Uh, September 9th, Yeah. Yeah. Happily married, and I know that because she told me. Uh, yeah. So, oh uh, yeah, yeah, that was uh, the day before week one of the NFL season. And
1: this day is going to be on week one. Yeah. And, and when we, I and
0: we we remember what happened on week. It's one. It's fine, but
1: when I propose, <laughs> listen, and my wife, her, my wife and I, it's funny we <laughs> make. make Show sure you. It's it's shut up. <laughs> <laughs> my wife and I, we make jokes. It's funny because. Uh, I remember my boy Zimmel even said it. Well, as soon as the Giants lost, he was like, oh, the Giants are on one since Flex and Anita got married. And then they went to, like, four straight losses. So we always talked about, like, is there, like, a way we could get, like, a seasonal marriage? Because, during, mm-hmm. you know, the Giants were here first. Even though we've been friends for 50, over 15 years uh, since high school, but, you know, the the, the Giants were here first. So we tried to talk about maybe, like, a seasonal marriage, like, during football season. We're not married to so not get bad luck to our Giants. Mm-hmm. Because, once again, that's how dedicated we are as Giants fans
0: because we're dedicated on, like, yeah. 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 I, I don't know about that. Mhm. 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 <laughs> anyway, how, how your uh, your 4th was good? I Haven't seen you since the 4th. I worked. Oh, you worked on the 4th? Yeah, I worked. All which, right. which 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 is fine. It wasn't so bad. You know, I usually
1: have a barbecue in my backyard, but how was your 4th?
0: It was good. I saw I saw some family. Um went and see my mom. She's leaving for Europe for 2 months. I, so it was good to uh spend some time with her. That's all. I know when you grill, do you use propane or do you use uh charcoal? Oh, propane. You're a propane guy. Yeah. Trollgo gets a little too messy. You're like a, you're like a Hank Hill guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. What, whatever that means, but yeah, I guess. Oh my God, you don't know who Hank Hill is? <laughs> so yeah, so um, fourth was good. What am I going to do with you? I uh, I got caught up on some shows. Um, Finally got to see the Gotti movie. How was that? Which everybody was trashing. I mean, it wasn't a great movie, but uh, it was better than, than I thought it would be. Mm-hmm. It wasn't as good as the original, you know, the, the one that came out, I think, in the mid-90s. I didn't see that, it. That was a I didn't better. even see it, to be honest with you. Yeah. I'm, I'm a, I mean, it wasn't a great movie, but- I mean, I'm a huge movie bad. buff, but I really didn't see yeah. that original one. Yeah. That's give all right.
1: That. Um, just to give everybody a li- um, everybody that's listening to us and that does continue to support us, once again, because we are just starting off, we really can't- Charlie and I cannot thank you enough for all of your support that you've been showing us. It, it has been tremendous and amazing, and don't worry, we're going to give you all that love back in return. Um, just to let you know, we are now live on uh, iTunes. Spotify, Stitcher, Stitcher, uh, Google Play, Google Play. We have the uh, YouTube. And the YouTube channel, right? That's mm-hmm. where. We're,
0: so for the moment, that's where you can. And we subscribe should be for. on SoundCloud by by this week. SoundCloud. We should be. Uh, we should yep. be.
1: Yeah, We should be. And amongst uh, an iHeartRadio, we're going to be coming up on there soon. Uh, so and amongst other channels. Uh, yeah, I just, mean,
0: pretty much every platform we you get your podcast will be on there. So. Yeah, but please, you know, just just to hit continue, that subscribe button. Subscribe
1: absolutely. Yeah, subscribe. Mm-hmm. Watch on YouTube. Subscribe on YouTube. Yeah. Leave a like. Leave a comment. Leave a comment. Yeah. On iTunes. Leave a for comment, us. even
0: if you don't agree with what we're saying. We'd love to hear feedback. Don't don't <laughs> don't be. Don't be shy to leave those comments. <laughs> yeah, we're going to get a couple of those. Be, be, uh, be careful what you wish for, right? <laughs> yeah,
1: it's all right. Like I said, we got a good sense of humor. Um, So another thing, too, which is new for us, mm-hmm. is that now we have a voicemail. Yes. So now we have a voicemail in which uh, you, the fans and the supporters, could call us up and could leave us a question. So leave us a question that we could answer to you. Or you could text us also on that voicemail number. Mm-hmm. You could also text us. Um uh, and we could maybe one day in the future, we get enough of those. We'll play it on your show. We'll play, you on, you'll play your question on the show. We'll give you a quick shout out. So, to give you that number, it's going to be 856 369 0461. All right. So, uh, you'll see it. And if you're watching on YouTube, you'll see it there on your screen. Um, call us 856 369 0461. You ready to get started with the show, Charlie? Let's do it. All right. Let's do this, Brutus. Okay. So today, what we're going to tackle, we're going to tackle, which I feel, and maybe see if you agree with me or not, one of the more bigger problems or questions that they have is running backs Mm -hmm. in the show, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Right. All right. So let's go on. Let's talk about the running backs on the show. Uh, no, wait, wait, wait. wait. Before that, we got repeat and retreat. Repeat See, and retreat I'm, you're rubbing off of me from last week.
0: Repeat and retreat. My notes are on point. I don't know what you're talking about. You know what? I could have played it off a lot better. I could have really just said we're talking about running backs. But first, I could have went back. I'm
1: not that smart. You know me. <laughs> All right. So um, so first, we started off with a little mini warm-up segment where we're going to have uh, we're gonna have repeat or retreat. Okay? Mm. Uh, so basically, what this basically is saying is that we're going to talk about uh, players That we feel are either going to repeat the success they had last year or they're going to retreat. They're going to, you know, go back from it.
0: Take a step back. If you
1: think about it, it's kind of weird, though, the word retreat. Because to retreat means to, like, run away from, right? But if you're retreating someone or something, right, like, you're going to treat them again. Isn't that kind of weird? Think about it. Yes? No?
0: Yeah, you lost me on that one, Flex. <laughs>
1: but yeah, I guess. Keep up, keep up. I'm not talking fast. You yeah. listen slow. <laughs> All right, so let's start it off retreat. with repeat or retreat.
0: <laughs> oh, you got it right. Repeat or retreat.
1: All right, thank you very much there, Ava, our spokesperson. Um, so to start it off with repeat or retreat, once again, these are players that we are asking about if they're either going to repeat the success or a retreat from the success they had last year. Uh, if we don't talk about a player that you – uh, wanted to hear about, please, like I said, call us, text us, uh, DM us, uh, at BFB Podcast, tweet us, at Podcast BFB, um, anytime you like, okay? So, Charlie, I'll start off asking you the questions first. Yes. Repeat Shoot. or retreat for a wide receiver that I'm a fan of, mm-hmm. I've been a fan of for a long time, Larry Fitzgerald, repeat or retreat? Larry
0: Fitz, the the ageless wonder. Yeah. Yeah, well, uh, Larry Fitzgerald, he's always uh interesting Fantasy player. Um, He's always... um, You know, last year, he was fourth in PPR scoring, which put him ahead of people like, believe it or not, Julio Jones, A.J. Green, and Adam Thielen, among among others. Which is kind of crazy. Like, last year, when we were having our drafts, um, you know, you were always very hesitant about drafting Fitzgerald, and the guy produces every single year. I mean, if you look at what he's done since turning 30, he's... He's caught four hundred seventy balls for five thousand one hundred thirty-two yards and twenty-three touchdowns. I mean, you know, usually when wide receivers hit thirty, they start to fall off a cliff. And yeah, most football players do, running backs yeah, especially, especially running. Backs. Yeah, but I hear what you're um, saying. But I mean, this this guy is getting better. Um, and I mean, if you look at his two thousand fifteen stats: one hundred and nine receptions on one hundred forty-five targets for twelve hundred fifteen yards, nine touchdowns. 2016, 107 receptions on 150 targets, 1023 yards, 6 touchdowns. Last year, 109 receptions, 161 targets for 1156 yards and another 6 touchdowns. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's legit production. I think, you know, what he's done in his career that's allowed him to, you know, play at this level is that, you know, he realized that that he's not he wasn't going to be the best athlete on the field anymore and he learned how to play out of the slot. Um now to to play out of the slot it takes a great football mind. Like you're you're able to read defenses. Your your route running has to be precise and he's done that. So I I think I don't see any reason why Larry Fitzgerald can't, you know, repeat his performance from last year. I mean, think about it. Now you know it's he's he's going to have bradford or josh rosen under center mm-hmm. and honestly i don't really think it makes a difference because because uh let's say it's rosen young quarterback on the center he's going to check down a lot and to have that veteran wide receiver presence as a safety blanket I just think he's the targets are gonna be there. So for me, Larry Fitzgerald is is a strong, strong repeat.
1: Yeah, I, I, I agree with you on that on, on across the board on a lot of ways. And I used to disagree with you on a lot of things on life. But uh that I really do agree with you, and especially because even you know, even last year, I mean Carson Palmer has been a really solid quarterback for most of his career, but you know when you have like Drew Stanton under there, and then uh, he's even had like some shady quarterback play along the way. And he's Larry Fitz. I mean, he was once at one time one of the best wide receivers in the game. Kind of went yeah, to like that mediocre. He went to that mediocre level for a little bit, yeah. And now he's reemerged himself because he's just a smart, yeah, dedicated he, he's athlete. Sort
0: of reinvented himself. Absolutely.
1: You no, know, I agree. So... I agree with you there across the board.
0: Yeah. So, uh, Larry Fitz definitely a repeat for me. Okay. Okay, so I have someone for you. Um, Talk to me. This is actually one of the more interesting players going into this year's fantasy season, and I'm curious to see your take on it. Now, uh, last year he only played seven games and was on pace to shatter the rookie record for passing touchdowns Mm -hmm. until, unfortunately, he got hurt. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think you know who I'm talking about. Mr. Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson. Your take on, on Deshaun.
1: Now, as he's, you, he's, he's going, it's, it's as... definitely
0: as you said. He's interesting. I know it's
1: definitely said. He's yeah. I know what he's going as. He's going, going to, second... I know. Q, I know QB too. Mm-hmm. I know. I know it's definitely me. Was going as. Um, and it's it's definitely an interesting take because I have to say retreat, and I have to say retreat because mm-hmm. I do not feel, and I'm not 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 to say that he's going to be bad. I say retreat because I don't see that there's any way that he could repeat what he did last year yeah you know right now especially right now he's going as quarterback too okay he's going mm-hmm. as the first pick in the fifth round i feel that he just has to retreat i love the guy but he can't keep that up for the whole season i don't feel right it's phenomenal so he completed 61.8 percent of his 204 passes 61.8 percent that's 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 amazing mm-hmm. um you know, his game is, is – when you break down his games last year, it was sick. He was throwing 16 touchdowns in his last four games, a total of 19 touchdowns before he went down. And in those four games, he averaged a killer 31.3 fantasy points per game on those mm-hmm. last four games. It was a killer. Now, to understand, this is his second ACL surgery in the last three years. Yeah, he it so he in college. Exactly. Zero, so so yeah. he's got one on each leg, all right? Like, I, I still think he's going to be a stud. I really mm-hmm. do, especially if he stays healthy. But I – We'll more than likely not be drafting Deshaun Watson. More mm-hmm. than likely, the way that I see myself drafting Deshaun Watson, and this is one we leaves before by going to strategy, is, unle- is un- unless I'm already balanced out in other positions. Like, you know, if I have, like, a stud running back or wide receiver in the first round, I take, you know, if I have a stud running back in the first round with a stud wide receiver in the second round, and then I take a stud tight end in the third round, I got somebody in each position filled out, mm-hmm. and since I say he's going in the fifth round, Maybe I'll take them late fourth, mid fourth, if I already have my other positions already filled, and if Aaron Rodgers, of course, is gone, then maybe I'll take them. Mm-hmm. But with ACL injuries is already a hard thing to yeah. uh, to total. But
0: ACLs are not are not as hard as they were to bounce back from. You know, you know what I mean. Like it's not. No. <laughs> yeah. No, I, mean, I don't know what you mean. I'm saying. Well, I mean, look, I mean, uh, ACL injury like ten years ago, that it was another thing. Now, now with with the way medicine has advanced and everything like that, it's. I think it's a lot well, easier well, to bounce. Yeah, back you used from, to die from a common cold ACL. back in the days, but it doesn't mean it's still not a serious injury. Yeah. No, no, it it is a serious injury. But I'm saying you twice know, within two years. Yeah. Well, no, I think it was...
1: The second one within two years what I mean. Excuse me. The second one yeah. within two years. That's a lot. And one on each leg now. Right. You know what I mean? So it's 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 really high, but especially when there's so many quarterbacks in this league, it's really high for him. So once again, I still think he's going to have a great season. If you're willing to, to pay that price for him, I'm not going to say no to it because somebody's going to pay that price in your mm-hmm. league, but... I say he has to retreat. So he's still going to do great, but lower your expectations. Uh, To keep moving on, Charlie, so another guy that I want to ask you about, repeat or retreat, is one guy that I was big on last year, especially last year when I did all my mock drafts. That fourth-round pick was really tough for me, and I really wanted to grab this guy in the fourth round I was looking at, is Travis Kelsey. So talk to me about Travis Kelsey. Is he going to repeat or retreat? Travis Kelsey.
0: So uh, Kelsey has an ADP of uh – 3.06, Three point oh six, so right in the middle of, of the third round. So he's the second tight end off the board after Gronk, ahead of Zach Ertz. Uh, that, that's basically you know where he's going in pretty much every draft that I've seen so far. Uh-huh. Now, I think you know he was the number one in PPR formats last year, scoring two hundred thirty three point five points, eighty three receptions on one hundred twenty three targets with eight touchdowns. Now. Here's here's why I think it's it's an easy repeat for Travis Kelsey. Oh, so you say repeat? Yeah, nice, hundred percent. I think okay, and you got to look at the position of tight end. I mean, like after that, those first three tight ends, there's a significant drop off, you know. And I just don't see how he just doesn't produce these numbers. I mean, you know, with Pat Mahomes at quarterback. I, I see a lot of checkdowns to, to Kareem Hunt. I know how you feel about Kareem, uh, but also to Travis Kelsey. Like that's that, you know, security blanket for a young quarterback is your tight end. You know, so I just don't see how he doesn't repeat those numbers. They also signed Sammy Watkins, who, if anything, we know that the that the guy could run. He's a burner. You know, they have Tariq, Tariq Hill on the other side. Who's a who's a freak athlete? He's mm-hmm. going to draw attention. Mm-hmm. I just think that the middle of the field is going to be open for him, and he's going to you know, if he gets another 123 targets, there's no way that he doesn't repeat S- those numbers. So
1: you're you're saying because remember with Travis Kelsey last year. He was first in targets. He mm-hmm. was first in receptions. He was it is for all tight ends. I'm talking about. He right. was first in targets, first in receptions, and second in, in in receiving yards. And he was third in overall touchdowns for tight ends. Right. You're saying he repeats that. Yeah. I don't see how he he okay. can. I I I could definitely see how he can. I love Travis Kelsey, but I totally disagree with you. Now I don't say that he falls out of the top ten or even the top five, but I do
0: believe that there's, he, there's no way he falls out of the top five. There no, is a yeah, no, of course no there could be a way. No Absolutely, way. there could be a way. Of course, I don't I don't see it. He's he's too
1: talented. No, no, no. It's nothing that, You you. It's like I said last week. If you didn't listen to last week's episode, listen to what I said about it. Jimmy mm-hmm. Graham is very talented, but in that system, they don't use tight ends, so he's not going to make the top 10 for me, Jimmy right. Graham. But the, now, system, the now, system
0: hasn't changed. Matt though.
1: Nagy, yes, it has. Matt Nagy's not there no more. It's a new offensive coordinator. New offensive coordinator with Matt Nagy, and he loved his tight ends. He's now in Chicago. That's why he's taking over for Trey Burden. And not even that. It's just with Pat Mahomes, I told you he's a gunslinger of uh of a quarterback i think I've, i'm if i'm not mistaken i'll look this up to see if i'm right but i do believe that he threw a 75 yard touchdown pass in the combine or in the warm-ups or a quarterback did. whatever it was he slings it he's got a strong he's got, arm. He's got a big arm and I, like you said with signing with signing uh sammy Watkins, which i'm not scared about sammy Watkins, but also with that and also with uh you know tyreek hill with kareem hunt catching and spencer Wareback now in like, i I'm not saying that he's still not gonna be good. I think he's still gonna be within the top five, mm-hmm. maybe, but I do see him definitely retreating. So I mean, th- that's your take on it. I hear you, but because of new implications in the system, I but I, mean, look, I but the, I would still only, I would still take him. Sorry, maybe do it real quick. I would still take him. Like as a second overall tight end, because like you said, he is talented, and because there's such little tight ends to really trust there, so I would right. still, well, you know, if you took Zach thing. Ertz over him, I wouldn't be upset about that. But um, I, I, I'm not taking Zach Ertz. I, over, I wouldn't over either. I, I wouldn't. But I'm just saying, if I you mean, did, honestly, I mean
0: honestly, you could make an argument that you'll take Kelsey over Gronk. Yeah, you could. I, you you know, can it, it, make that and, argument. I'm just saying, if you took Ertz over, I wouldn't over, be mad at anyone for doing that. No,
1: but if you took er, Ertz over Kelsey, I don't think you're retarded for that. You know what I mean? I don't think you're stupid for that. No. So yeah. But a repeat for you. Okay. I disagree, but a repeat for you. So this is where we're bumping heads a little now. Repeat. Okay.
0: Yeah. All right. So one last uh, player here on uh, on for this segment. Mm-hmm. So Adam Thielen last year ex- exceeded expectations. Uh, I was really big on him last year, and he did not disappoint. So he's also another interesting player heading into the season because he, he could be a legitimate WR1. So – Your take on Adam Thielen. Adam Thielen. Repeat, 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 repeat. No rinse, no wash.
1: Repeat, just repeat, 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 repeat. repeat. I'm not saying that because I haven't been a keeper in my league. I'm not saying that. That's the reason why. And I do have him a keeper in one of my leagues, in my amateur hour league. Shout out to GMS once again. Mm -hmm. But – I say that he repeats uh, because Adam Thielen's only gotten better over the years. He's only just gotten better. For the past three years, he just kept improving. He went from – so four years ago is when he started, but then three years ago, so going for three years ago, he had 35 total fantasy points. Then the next year, he had 197 fantasy points. And then last year, he had 243.8 fantasy points. I get it. There's a new offensive coordinator because now my Giants got Pat Shermer, which I'm very happy about. There's a new offensive coordinator in John um, DiFilippo. You're the Italian here. Did I say that right? Di, Di Filippo. Di Filippo. Oh, this guy! Good job, Charlie. Good job, <laughs> this freaking guy. Uh, yeah. So we got a new uh, offensive coordinator in John Di Filippo. Uh, and he just won a Super Bowl with the Eagles. He was with the Eagles, but he, granted, he was there as his quarterback coach. But he still won a Super Bowl with them. So, um, can we refrain from giving the
0: Eagles love on this? No, podcast? we
1: can't. We could do that Please. outside. We're talking fantasy football. We have to put our things aside. All right. <laughs> But I still don't love you, Cowboys. Anyway, so to go on. Uh, but he learned a lot under Doug Peterson. Mm-hmm. Okay? I uh, learned from my mistake last week. I said, Peter Min. I fixed that. But from Doug Peterson, he learned a lot. He's a very offensive-minded coach. So, I mean, John DiFilippo was also an uh, offensive uh, coach years before. But now, um, like I said, he was the quarterback coach when he won the Super Bowl. And now he's got a better quarterback than Kirk Cousins. Um Last year, he, Adam Thielen ended up as the wide receiver eight, and he's projected right now to be the wide receiver ten. I still see him to be a top ten wide receiver, and I, I, I just, I just love Adam Thielen across the board. I still think he's going to do great, and. It, he's he's going to be just fine.
0: So yeah, that's what I see from Got me. Cousins slinging him the ball now. Yeah. Can you believe Kirk Cousins is the highest paid player in the NFL? Yeah, I can, man. Nowadays, you know, inflation is a real thing, bro. Yeah. All
1: right. So Sure is. So moving on right now, party people, moving on right now, we're going to start talking about the main topic of the day, which is a high question that people usually ask a lot about, and that is running
0: backs. Running backs. So, running backs. Ready to go on to running back, Charlie? Let's do it, man. <laughs>
1: oh, oh, yeah. yeah. Running backs, 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 Running backs. So I know this is a big question every year for everybody because they feel like they're so depleted on running backs. Now, when you listen to our draft strategy show coming up uh, soon, I'll explain a little bit more about how I feel about that theory. But at the end of the day, there are less running backs than wide receivers or usable running backs, wide receivers, and uh, they get injured more. So in a sense, we're going to go talk about running backs. And the way we're going to do it on this show real quick is that we're going to do it for every two rounds. So. Uh, to start off here for basically rounds one and two, we're not gonna really talk about the top five guys because you know the top
0: five guys already. Yeah, you know, not much analysis there. Yeah, we're not gonna give. Well, you know, there is analysis to give. Yeah. Uh, we're not gonna give. But it we on, will touch on that on on draft strategies, Yeah, like we'll talk. Who we'll, we think is we'll number one. We'll touch on one, that coming why. up. Yeah. yeah, in
1: the future, we're not gonna touch about that too much now. Uh, so to move on, but a little bit more running backs, a little bit more. Um, I guess questionable, but one top guy that I do want to touch on real quick that I do want to touch on is Alvin Kamara. If you allow me, so mm-hmm. Alvin Kamara is somebody I want to touch on because. To me, he's he gives me the most anxiety. He gives me the biggest worries, Alvin Kamara, because I think he's gonna do fantastic. I think he's gonna do great, mm-hmm. but I don't know if I want to spend that much money on him. I don't. I don't know. Like he makes me nervous because he could still go down. Now, last year he was being drafted in the twelfth round as running back fifty-two, and this right. year he's going. Well, to he fr- came out of
0: left field last. Exactly year. He's know, going and in the he's first. He's not surprising anybody this he's year. He's going in
1: the first round now as running back five. My biggest thing when I talk about Alvin Kamara to let you guys know about him. ADP of one point oh six. Wow. Yeah. Lower expectations. Lower your expectations on Alvin Kamara, okay? First of all, to let you know what Sean Payton did say, I know Mark Ingram is out for four games. He said it would be a mistake to answer Ingram's suspension by giving Kamara more touches. Mm -hmm. That would be a mistake. Yeah, I've seen that. Yeah. So uh, Terrence West is going to be there to help the load off, which I'm not worried about Terrence West taking over at all. But- if you look at what Alvin Kamara did last year, it's not like he even needed more touches. With only 120 attempts, Alvin Kamara led the NFL with the most yards per carry. He was he was insane with a whopping mm-hmm. 6.1. Okay, uh, I don't think he could sustain that. The only the only running back that has the most yards per carry in his career is Jamal Charles with 5.4. Mm-hmm. But 6.1, I don't know if he could sustain. First of all, Alvin Kamara is the best keeper this year. Yeah, which,
0: screw you, Ferg. He was he was a nightmare in daily last year. Yeah, because absolutely. Every, every week, you're saying to yourself. You know, he can't do it again. He can't do it again. And every week, he was just putting up, you know, 25, 30 drafting points. It was, it was crazy.
1: Yeah, if you have him as a keeper, you're already going, going real. But, uh, but you know, you you're, you're, got a good start. Just to let you know, though, sophomore slump, to me, it is a real and it isn't a real thing. But this is why I'm a little bit worried taking him so high. So, because like, it's like it's Sean Watson, what I was saying. I don't think he's not going to be bad, but I just don't think he could, could keep doing that. So, just to let you know a little bit more about the sophomore slump, on an average, when a rookie running back finishes in the top 10, he drops in his sophomore year eight spots. That's on average, mm-hmm. let you know. Sometimes way worse. Just to give you some real quick pointers so you could go back guidelines. Just let me finish this real quick. We'll move on. Uh, Doug Martin, he was RB2 in his rookie year. His sophomore year, RB54. Matt Forte was RB3 his rookie year. Sophomore year, RB18. Trent Richardson was running back nine, and he ended up as running back 34 in his sophomore year. And examples where that doesn't happen, Adrian Peterson, he was running back five. Sophomore year, running back nine. All right, Maurice Jones-Drew was running back eight in his freshman year, and his sophomore year was running back thirteen. Clinton Portis, the great Clinton Portis, mm-hmm. he was running back four. He ended up being running back five in his sophomore year, and a big, big, you know, one eighty turnaround. Chris Johnson, yeah, he was just outside the top ten. He was running back twelve in his rookie year. His sophomore year, running back one. So it's not necessarily S- it's a always, real thing. Yeah, it could be a real thing, sophomore slump, and it couldn't be. Um, but I just just lower expectations about al That's so all I want to say about him is that yeah. lower your expectations. Yeah,
0: no, I'm, I'm I'm with you on that one. Who stuck out to you in the rounds one through rounds one two? Round, one, well, and two. speaking of uh, sophomore slumps, Leonard Fournette, he's he's a real head scratcher for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's going. Uh, he has an ADP of one point twelve. You know, the the end of the first round, and I I just don't see it. I mean, last year. He was the 33rd highest score, scoring fantasy player in PPR formats with 230.2 points. Mm-hmm. Now, he finished the year with uh, 1,040 yards on 268 carries with nine touchdowns with an average per carry of 3.9. But if when you go back and you really look at it, the interesting thing is that he had runs of 90 and 70, 75 yards, which, may, which made that average yards per carry look a lot better than it really was. Mm-hmm. If you look at his last 200 carries, he averaged 3.3 3 yards per carry and saw an average of 7.1 defenders in the box, which was the eighth highest in the league. Mm-hmm. So, you know, at the end of the year, teams were just stacking the box against the Jaguars, you know? So he's going to see a lot of that again this year. I mean, think about who they lost. I mean, Allen Robinson is now with the Bears, Alan Hearns is is with uh the Cowboys now. I mean, their wide receivers are Marquise Lee, Dante Moncrief, Richard Green, Didi Westbrook. I mean, I, I just don't see how, you know, he is is gonna be able to pay off that high price tag of being, you know, a high draft pick like that. So I'm that's the guy to me. I just don't see Leonard Fournette. He's going ahead of people like um he's he's going ahead of Julio Jones, he's going ahead of Keenan Allen, Delvin Cook, Devontae Freeman, Christian McCaffrey,
1: among others. So you'll you'll take you'll, you would take Devontae Freeman over Leonard Fournette? Yes. Okay. Once again, this is where I gotta disagree with you. Yeah. So uh, just, I'm just, I'm just
0: not not big on Fournette I, at j- all. Just off the bat, yeah. who's gonna take touches away from him? I mean,
1: I don't know. That's still still to be determined. But but
0: exactly. This is what I'm saying. They still got Yeldon.
1: Uh, Did you just say Yeldon? Yeah. (laughs) What's what's wrong with TJ Yeldon? (laughs) Yeldon's not going to take touches away from Leonard Fournette. I mean, he had some touches last year. When Leonard Fournette needs a break or he gets benched for whatever reason, but he's not going to take touches away from him. I mean, look, he just... Leonard Fournette for me, I think it's fine. I hear you. But I, I understand what you say. I understand your theory. Trust mm-hmm. me, I do understand it. But he's got nobody competing for his spot. And not even that. I, you know what? I love the addition of Andrew Norwell. And Andrew Norwell, you know, the the biggest guard in free agency who the Giants were looking to get. Mm-hmm. And we thought we were going to get from the Panthers and Dave Gettleman and all that. And we ended up getting the second best, which is Nate Solder. But Andrew Norwell added him. And you he's a guy... That you could just leave him alone on an island and he'll protect you. So yeah, yo, Leonard Leonard Fournette, Fournette. Fournette. <laughs> <laughs> Leonard Fournette, that guy's a real man. All right. That guy is gonna yeah, but he's, he's, he's one a of those bulldozer,
0: right? But he's one of those running backs that he he runs to the contact. He doesn't run away from it. you yeah, know what yeah, I mean? and, but it's and with that, like with that violent of a running style, like I, you know, he might not even make it through a full season. He, he had he, he had an injury history in college. Yeah, I hear you. you know so I, I don't know. That's just way too much to invest into into your first pick. I I, 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 I mean you you were you were you know having. Anxiety over Kamara at, at six. Yeah, but I have anxiety for Kamara because I just,
1: because I just, he has so many other players around him that are going to change what he did. And last, what he, the good things he did last year mm-hmm. is going to lower that. And also because he has proven numbers of weeks. And like, once again, if you didn't know what I said about Ava Kamara, please tune into last week's show. You could check, you know, look back on it. Mm-hmm. But he's proven that he could really screw things up. Leonard Fournette was fantastic last year, he did great. And he's, I, I, think, I, I, he's, I, I think he's going to do it again. I, I would take him great. at the end of the, I would take him at the end of the, I think he's going fine. I, I'm high you, You'd Fournette.
0: be happy with him as your RB1? Absolutely. No. Nah. speaking <laughs> about being alone on an island, you're probably alone on an island on that one. And if you're not, nah, please de- let the people speak on your behalf. Definitely not. Fournette's not
1: getting a lot of love out there. I I, I, I don't I, I disagree with mm-hmm. you on that. Uh, another RB
0: right after Fournette, which you did mention. Let me ask you this. Would you take Dalvin Cook over Leonard Fournette? Yes. Okay. So, I just think that that offense is going to be really, really good. You still think the offense is going to be really, really good? The, the Minnesota offense okay. is going to be good.
1: Okay. I, I agree with you, but not just because of Kirk Cousins, but, you know, in general, I just agree with you. Uh, But I do want to touch on Talvin, uh, Dalvin Cook, um, just real quick, because uh, a month ago, head coach Mike Zimmer, he said that he was already ahead of his schedule on rehab. Mm-hmm. All right? Uh, Now, like I said before... With, like I
0: said, the ACL is not, not what it used to be, man.
1: It, I mean, it's still a major concern with any player in any position, but... He's going in the second round as the first pick. He's going as RB ten. Um, it's a little bit high for me, but I still do believe and I still do trust in Alvin, in Dalvin Cook because if you look at this, he averaged four point eight yards per carry on seventy four attempts last year with three hundred and fifty four rushing yards. Okay, if he kept that pace up, he would have led the yeah. NFL. It's in almost rushing a yards.
0: full yard more than Fournette.
1: Yeah, he would have. You know, he he would have led the NFL in the in the rushing game. Okay, mm-hmm. that, and, uh and also he would have been second in yards per game. In the league, he would have been ahead of Gurley, ahead of Bell, ahead of Hunt. The only person he would have been behind is? I'm only pointing to you because it's your boy. Zeke? Yes. Zeke it's the only person the he would freak. have been behind. Uh, but just to let you know, um, he has, like I said, he has a better QB now and an offensive coordinator who learned a lot in the Eagles, I feel. Uh, and he's already, not for nothing, Dalvin Cook's already behind in a solid offensive line. Now, I believe losing Pat Shermer hurts, but I still think that the uh, offensive coordinator is going to do fine. So now it already in a better up offensive line Um in a solid offensive line, um, Latavius Murray is not going to really be taking that much touches away from him. But also, if he's coming off an ACL tear for Dalvin Cook, I feel that uh, to him taking some touches wouldn't hurt his longevity of Dalvin Cook that much. But he's going to be the bell cow. He's going to be the workhorse. So Dalvin Cook, I think, is going high even though he only played four games last year. Mm-hmm. But for him to go that high for only playing four games is only letting you know what he could do, what he's shown us Type enough level that he, he could that he's working with. take over. Yeah. yeah. All right, so uh, moving on right now from rounds uh, three to four. Mm-hmm. Uh, some other guys that are going around in the second round, you know, you rounded off with your Devontae Freeman, your Christian McCaffrey, Lashawn McCoy, Jerry McKinnon, and Joe Mixon, who you and I talked a lot about last week. Uh, and My b- boy, Joe Mixon. And then Jordan Howard, who you talked about. So mm-hmm. moving on to rounds three and four, one guy that I want to touch on and I want to mention about a lot is Darius Geis. I you, have love, a,
0: you have a man crush on,
1: on Darius, Geis. Darius Geis. I love
0: Darius Geis. Listen. Redskin.
1: Ugh. It doesn't matter when it comes to I fantasy. Know, I know, I know. But Darius Geist, to me, he was he was ranked as the second best running back in the draft last year. He was ranked as the second best running back in the draft last year. Now, he didn't go to the second round, which is shocking. Mm-hmm. It's shocking, okay? The second running back I was taking last year is Rashad Penny, which I don't trust him. I don't know why I was taking him. But even Madden knows that Darius Geist is the second best rookie running back. Because even the Madden rating, of course, Saquon Barkley got the first. Darius Geis got the second highest rookie running back rating. Da- Rashad Penny actually was insulted and disrespected about him. I don't trust Rashad good Penny. Good old Madden rating. Yeah, good old Madden rating. But to uh, talk about him, you know, like one, one, just one stat which is great about Darius Geis is that he's the only player in SEC history with three 250 yard rushing games. That's fantastic. Um, What what I love best about Darius Geis so much is his position. Okay. He's going as as RB17. He's going late in the third round. He's going his draft position right now is 310. I love that. Okay. So for all my friends and all my leagues listening, probably getting a little tip from me or knowing what I'm going to probably do. But if I would if I would love it if I had like a late first round pick, I would love it to grab like a DeAndre Hopkins. And then in the second round, grab myself like a Keenan Allen or a Julio Jones. And then into the third round. Go and grab Darius Geis as my RB one because I think he's going to be a top ten art running back. There is nobody there that is going to really going to take away his touches. I don't care about P Ryan. I don't care about Rob Kelly. None of those guys are going to take his touches. Only Chris Thompson is going to take away. You know, as a change of pace kind of yeah. player, but Chris Thompson is going to be involved in that. He's going to be offense, involved in like them. be so sure. good as a, as a pass catcher. But you know, uh, Jay Gruden did say that it has been very exciting to watch Darius Geis as a pass catcher. That was one thing in college. He wasn't known to be a pass catching back, but Jay Gruden is noticing that he could catch the ball. That he has the talent and he's going to show those talents when it comes to the real NFL games he's going to be a solid RB1 he's going to be within the top 10 he's going as RB17 uh, two stud wide receivers and Darius Geis
0: you're golden you're on board You're yes 100% I don't know as RB1 uh, I don't know I, I, I love him there all right, interesting. So uh So who do you like right now in the 3rd the 4th so rounds? So in in rounds uh 3 and 4, Derrick Henry was was interesting to me. Who's going um, who's going right after Darius, Geis? Right after R- Darius Geis. as RB18, right. Now if you see um, you know, who's going in rounds 3 and 4, it's it's uh, you know, Joe Mixon, Howard Guys, Henry, Alex Collins, Richard Penny, Jay Ajay, Kenyon Drake, and Sony Michelle. Now, here's the thing with with Derrick Henry. Um once the Titans cut DeMarco Murray, like everyone automatically assumed that, you know what, this is it. Henry is gonna become a stud. Maybe For good reason. Yeah, for good reasons. I Totally understand. But they went out and and signed Deion Lewis to a four-year 19.8 million dollar contract. Mm-hmm. And now y- your first thoughts on on Deion Lewis is is what? That he's what, a third down back? Right? He that, could, he, yeah, he yeah. could be a third down back. That, well, that's that's a lot of people's first impression and that was their immediate reaction to the signing. I mean d- but, just just to let you know
1: real quick just I'm sorry to interrupt about mm-hmm. Deion Lewis just real quick is that uh not for another? but last year the, uh, when I said that Alvin Kamara averaged 6.1 yards per carry mm-hmm. the only other big name there was a couple other running backs that did you know li- close to that but the only next big name running back
0: that was second to to uh, Alvin Kamara, mm-hmm. was Deion Lewis with five right. yards per carry, and and the numbers are really interesting if you really if you really you know dig into them a little bit, um you know I I really I like Derrick Henry, but then you know I I did a little bit more research and like the numbers are telling me a, a completely different story. So, last year, interesting statistic about uh, Deion Lewis, he he carried the ball 180 times, out of those 180 carries, you want to take a guess at how many were. On first and second down, how many? 172. Wow. Yeah. So that's the same reaction I had. So he's gonna he's gonna be in the game. He's gonna take carries away from from Derrick Henry. Um, he also ra- ranked. This is another interesting number. He ranked inside the top ten in the league in elusive rating. Now elusive rating. You know, a lot of people are probably gonna ask like, what that is. It basically charts missed tackles forced by a running back. By either juking the defender out of his tackle attempt, uh, powering through the tackle, or yards after contact. Mm -hmm. And uh, Deion Lewis ranked inside the top 10 out of 53 backs of at least – who had at least 100 carries. So what that tells me is that he's going to be on the field. He's going to take carries away from from, uh, Derrick Henry. So – Derrick Henry going in the you know in the fourth round in the early early fourth he's going round. to start of the fourth round he's good, yeah yeah I just going run running back eighteen yeah I I think that's uh that's a little bit too high for him that that stuck out um and I think that you know he, he's just being overvalued at at that point so that's what stuck out with me from uh, rounds three and four yeah I don't I don't hate Derrick Henry but I don't yeah. really trust him I
1: distrust him more than I do trust him yeah. So,
0: uh where, well, do you think he's a, a high-end RB two, a low-end RB two? Like, where do you I think he's like a
1: mid-level RB two at? Yeah, at high RB two at best.
0: At best. Yeah, I don't have him that high. He, he's at, like a very low RB two. Yeah, I think he's like a fringe RB2. fringe flex for me. Yeah,
1: yeah. No, I see. See, now I agree with you again. Yeah, but I don't disagree with you this time.
0: Well, we're um, we're, we're half hour into the pod, <laughs> so into
1: the pod. <laughs> Open the pod door. Does anybody know where that's from? You know where that's from. Open the pod
0: door. That's okay if you don't. It's all right. Yeah. Anyways, go, go moving R- on. Wrong audience for that, folks.
1: <laughs> Maybe not. <man. laughs> Sports people, movie people, you know. Um, Moving on. Uh, So another running back that I found really interesting in this draft. So we're, we're kind of staying right there. Mm-hmm. Uh, So I said, you know, Darius Geis going in as, as a at late third round as RB17. Then you talked about RB18, Derrick Henry. I'm going to talk about RB19, Alex Collins. Mm-hmm. Not for nothing, like I said before, uh, if you take like a DeAndre Hopkins and then the second round go and grab yourself a Julio Jones and then grab yourself a DeAndre Hopkins and then coming back around, you taking Alex Collins as your RB2, I think it's a very, very, very solid. I'm not MVP. mad at that at all. Now, the name is nowhere near the most attractive. It's really not the most attractive name with Alex Collins. But like I said, he's going as the first RB in the fourth round. Um, and he's going as RB number 17 overall. He's only 23 years old, all right? He's still really young, and yes, the truth is, he still has to compete uh, with Kenneth Dixon. They love Kenneth Dixon over there. They're loyal to Kenneth Dixon over there in Baltimore, so he has to compete with him for touches, but I do think that he's going to be the guy that takes over for Baltimore. Uh, they haven't had, like, a workhorse-type running back since Ray Rice, and I think that he's going to be that kind of guy. He was definitely their most efficient, effective back last year. Uh, just to give you quick, quick numbers about him, he had a solid 4.6 carries, uh, yards per carry 4.6 it's solid off 212 attempts okay that places him fourth in the NFL with a, with other running backs with at least 200 carries okay that's more than Leonard Fournette that's more than Le'Veon Bell that's more than Shady McCoy and more than your boy Ezekiel Elliott mm-hmm. okay that places him fourth the only people uh, uh, with at least 200 carries alright um and it also shows that he could catch the ball just as good as the, the pass catching back that you would assume on a team, which is Buck Allen. He the ball just the ball just as well as him. He had 23 catches, and he averaged 8.1 yards per catch, all right? And for a team that I feel that is going to be playing from behind for most of the season, I don't think that the Ravens are going to be that good this year, to be honest with you. I mean, they finished second in the division last year, but I don't think they're going to be that good this year. They're going to be playing from behind a lot, and Alex yeah. and they're going to be going to Alex Collins. I feel a lot just to pass the ball to keep the ball yeah. moving.
0: Game script. We we talked about it last week.
1: Yeah, mm. he's going to be a solid, solid RB two. With plenty of upside. So, like I said, if you're looking for your drafts, if you're going to DeAndre Hopkins, then Julio Jones or Kian Allen, and in the, in the late in the early second round, late third round, grab yourself a Darius Guys, and the early fourth round, grab yourself an Alex Collins, and then later on at week 17, we're week 16, grab yourself a championship courtesy by Flex Hit list. <laughs>
0: That's how I feel about it, my brother. That's 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 the trick. Alex Collins is going to lock with the championship glory this year in <laughs> fantasy. Uh, just,
1: one, oh, just real quick, just to finish all these rounds, because we keep moving just to finish this off, one person I just want to mention a lot about, because I'm sure we'll probably get a lot of questions about. What people are asking themselves a lot of questions is Kenyon Drake. Just to let you know real quick, uh, Kenyon Drake wasn't terrible last year. He ended up as RB33 with only six starts, and most of those starts he split with Damian Williams. Um, he had 32 receptions off 48 targets for 239 yards. Right, Those are very solid numbers. Those are not too bad. He also had a really good 4.8 yards per carry on only 133 attempts. 4.8 yards per carry? That's not bad. That's not bad at all. So, uh, you know, Frank Gore is immortal. He's not going to go down.
0: Frank Gore. You can't
1: kill him. You really can't. (laughs) The uh, Duracell
0: battery keeps on going.
1: That's, that's the Energizer bunny.
0: The bunny. Whatever. I know there was a battery involved somewhere. You,
1: you need to get out of that rock <laughs> where you live under. So learning more about the culture of life. But
0: anyways. Bye. I'm a real estate broker. I don't have time for that, man.
1: I think Kenyon Drake is still going to be a solid running back. I don't really want to draft him because of all the other question marks, the what ifs, with Frank Gore. Not for nothing. He's also playing, you know, last year was the worst... Uh, worst offense in the league. Mm-hmm. But another thing about Miami is that they also had the highest pass percentages because they were also playing from behind so many times, but they had the highest pass percentages of the league. And Kenyon Drake could catch the ball, but like I said, you know, he's not going anywhere, Frank War. And not for nothing, they did draft his rookie RV that they like a lot, in Callen mm-hmm. and Callen Bellage. and I hope I said his first name. No, a lot of buzz about that kid. Yeah, I'm hearing a lot of good things about him too, but just to touch on Kenyon Drake, he's going to be a mystery for a while, but... I. 'Cause what he did last year, I think he's gonna do I think he is gonna do better this year, but it's I'd be nerve nervous. I'd be kind of nerve wrecking drafting him, spending uh, you know, where's he going right now? Uh, where did he where did he go? I just lost him. Oh, he's going in the fourth fourth round, ninth overall pick, four point mm-hmm. nine. I'm just a little bit nervous about that. Yeah. All right, moving on right now to the rounds five through six. Now, this is where, you know, it starts sitting out because rounds three to four is that you start thinking a little bit. Rounds five through six, this is where that timer on you, if you have a timer in your league, and your draft, it starts running a little close to the draft on it. This is when people start thinking. Yeah. This is when people start yelling, all right, put them on the clock, put them on the clock, get the pick, hurry up, because this is when you got to start thinking a little bit about it. All right? Uh, who do you want to mention rounds five to
0: six? You got somebody you want to talk, talk yeah, about? So, I mean, you know, these are – these are the rounds where you really start to to build your roster and, and start to set yourself apart from the competition in your league. So these these needless to say they're really important rounds. Um Mark Ingram, okay. He's he's a, he's interesting to me because his average ADP is 5.01 and the mm-hmm. of, end of the 4th, beginning of the 5th. Now, his production last year, he he produced at an RB1 level. You know, yeah. there's no no secrets about yeah, that. Yeah, no. He uh he ran for 1124 yards for twelve touchdowns, he also caught fifty-eight balls on seventy-one targets, uh, for an additional four hundred sixteen yards. So about sixteen hundred total yards last year. Now, you know he was the sixth highest scoring running back with two hundred seventy-eight points in PPR formats. Mm-hmm. So, you know he's he with the suspension, he's missing four games, so twenty-five percent of the season is gone. So even if if he you know he regresses twenty-five percent off those numbers. He he's still gonna produce at R B two levels and, and to get a R B two to get R B two level production that late, I, I think um I think he's being undervalued at, at at where he's being drafted. So that really stuck out to me. I think that, you know, he should be going at the begin, you know beginning of the third round, I would say. He Maybe, should be going to begin the third let round. Me, let me let me correct that. Between the middle of the third to the beginning of the fourth is where he should be going. He should be going there. Yeah, that's where I think he should be going. Um, I mean, look, it's a, he's he's a legit. He he produces as an RB one, so mm-hmm. to have Mark Ingram as your RB two for seventy five percent, he produces an RB one with a full sixteen games. I understand that, but let's just say he's going to be your RB two. Play twelve games. Let, look, we we at went most. through this. We went through this last year with Zeke Elliott. The good thing about it is that his suspension is coming at the beginning of the year, which mm-hmm. is if you're going to miss games, miss him at the beginning of the year. Mm-hmm. I had Zeke, you know, and as well, you know, a lot of people had Zeke and missed him for the most crucial points of, of the season. So let him serve his four-game suspension. He'll come back fresh. And to get him, you know, at an RB2 value, I, I think it's a no-brainer. Um, Mark Ingram going way too late in my opinion. I, I, I still. So where would, of... he go, where would he go then? Where, where I think do he's you... going exactly where he should be going. In the f- fifth round? Yes. Okay. So he, he's going, he's in the mix now, with... Now, Sean, Sean Payton, go ahead, he's in the mix with He's what? in the mix with Royce Freeman, Lamar Miller, Ronald Jones, Deion Lewis, Tariq Cohen, Tevin Coleman, Marlon Mack, and Kerryon Johnson. Yeah. I, I, think, I think that's a little he's late for him. He's missing four games, and Alvin Kamara
1: is going to be the lead back. Now he's going to split carries, marking. Um, granted, I 100 because Sean Payne is going to do that. That's the way Sean Payne is going to operate. Mm-hmm. But it's at the end of the day, he's still going to miss four games. He's not. I don't think he's going to. He's not going to produce RB one numbers. I feel that's, he's he's not as good. Is he as good as Le'Veon Bell? That's 25. percent Is of, he as good as Le'Veon Bell? No. So Le'Veon Bell's the type of guy that could. Is he as good as Zeke? No. So those are the type of guys that could.
0: But miss he's four in that. He's, an, he's in that tier right after that. though. He's the only like those. I do not believe that okay, he he's plays, not one of those guys he that plays can miss a full games season. He plays a full season. Play RB one. If he plays a full season, do you take him ahead of Kareem Hunt? I would because I don't trust Kareem Hunt. Okay, if he plays a full season, do you take him ahead of? But Len- nobody else Leonard- would. Nobody else L- would on, take Kareem Hunt. Like hold that. on, Leonard Fournette. No. If he plays a full season, no. you don't take him. Delvin Cook. No. Melvin Gordon. No. Oh yeah, so then we, we're totally we totally disagree on on marketing room. I just think that you know where he's being drafted. That's I, I get it that it's value there, yeah, it's, but you, you can't say he's going to be R. He's not the type of player to give you R. B. one numbers when you're missing
1: four games off the back.
0: No, but he he could be a solid R. B. two. Yeah, but you're telling me like he should go like third round, like R. B. one. I don't think he should. No, I, I, I the beginning of the third round is a little early for him, but but the end of the third round, early fourth. Is is perfect. I have no problem grabbing. Him I there. think it's. I think and he's you, going a full round after. I think
1: it's even better for where he's going now. I mean, don't get me wrong. I think he's a good pick at the fifth round, maybe a little bit later in the fifth, but not.
0: Not. I don't. The expectations of him giving you RB one status, I think, is is too much to high to talk about. Um, there there are certain drafts in where he's going as as high as as three point oh three. As late as six point oh six. Well, go buy them a beer and hang out with them, so, then, Charlie, and they'll yeah. they'll be your friends. Uh, another guy, I want, Mark Ingram. One, Trust me,
1: one guy I want to talk about in this uh, uh this round real quick. I just want to touch upon is uh Marlon Mack. Now, one thing I want to say about Marlon Mack, I was a firm believer of him being a sleeper. Looking more into it, kind of, I still think he's a sleeper, but not to be like a breakaway sleeper. I see him as like a good solid flex, maybe with RB two upside possibly. But you know, one big thing that stood out for me a lot from Marlon Mack. Uh, You know, he's, his average ADP right now is going as the first pick in the sixth round, is that it, he was second in the league in percentages of runs that went for either less or no gains, and that was 32.2. So that's saying out of every 10 carries that he had, just about three of them, more, just a little more than three of those carries, whatever, three of those carries out of every 10 went for either no gains or losing yards. Second in the league for that. All right. Now, he wasn't even the starting back on the Colts last year. You know, Frank Gore was the starting back for that. And so when you had those opportunities, you had to take advantage of them. And he did not. So he had those, you know, uh, Grant, I think if you would have given him more work, that he probably would have been first in that percentage. But um, and also they did draft two uh, running backs, the Colts. You know, and and, and, and uh, they like that guy, Hines, a lot. But I do think that Marlon back is going to be better this year. One, because they beefed up their offensive line by drafting Quentin Nelson with a really high pick. I love Quentin Nelson. Two, uh, Andrew Luck, I feel, is going to be back. And three, T.Y. Hilton is going to explode out. So I think he's going to be better this year. I think it's a really smart pick for where he's going in the sixth round because everybody else is going around the sixth yeah. round. I don't think you get that much value out of but. You think he's going to be a well, solid, I mean, look, smart l- pick?
0: Luck is still a question mark. You know, yeah, it's. it's um...
1: But I think Luck is going to do uh, is going to do better. And also, if you do have your sixth round as your keeper round, great pick to have. Carry on Johnson. That's not much to really say about it. But all I know is that I think Carry on Johnson is going to be because he could be a three down back in the future. But as a keeper, if you're playing a keeper league and he's your keeper round, because the keeper rounds do generally start about like sixth anywhere between sixth and eighth rounds for most leagues. But he's going at six point eleven as his average ADP. 6'11", so on Johnson is somebody I really like also, uh, especially as late as he's gone. Moving on right now to finish up because we're going to do uh, 10 rounds all together is rounds 7 through 10. So we're going to wrap those up mm-hmm. real quick because then is getting really thin around there in running backs, okay? I mean, if you look through 7 through 8, there's only about, like, because uh, Chris Thompson, Rex Burkhead, Carlos Hyde, Isaiah Crowell, Marshawn Jamal Lynch, Lynch Marsh, Marshawn Lynch, uh,
0: Carlos Hyde. Yeah, Marshawn Lynch,
1: I skipped over there. Sorry about that. So it gets kind of thin. Uh, you know, Marshawn Lynch is another guy I like, but just somebody mm-hmm. that you like also in the seventh 10th rounds, right? Yeah. I Who's really
0: like uh Chris Thompson. Chris Thompson? Yeah. He's being drafted uh 7.06. Um I think that it's a potential for a great flex option for him. Um he's gonna be heav- heavily involved in the passing game. We know that Alex Smith loves to check down. Um he had uh he caught 39 bulls last year on 54 targets. Um, and I just see that number going up. I think that he's gonna easily have at least seventy targets this year in this offense. Mm-hmm. So for for that type of back, you know, as as shifty as as he is, as explosive as he is when once he has the ball in his hands, seventy targets, I'm on board, man. I, I so, mean I hear you first late as so he's going, I mean, Thompson. I mean. I know guys is your guy and, and you're love big Geis. on Geis, but uh, chris Thompson's gonna take some touches away from him yeah he's gonna be a change of pace kind of guy but I just think chris because they're gonna they love him there but I think but there's... he's not he's not just a change of pace guy he he's they they put him in like in the in the four minute offense in the two minute offense it, it's gonna be Chris Thompson
1: it, it, they 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 put him yeah But I'm saying but they put him in you know to to move the ball quicker down the line mm-hmm. but you know also he had a lot more opportunities because of the fact that guys like Sabaji P Ryan and Rob Kelly all got hurt and all the running backs over there all got hurt uh and not even they weren't even like that pre- Productive. I mean, Samaji P. Rod had a little bit of run towards the end of the year, but yeah. they weren't all that productive. But uh and you know, but I, I love Darius guys to that office, but I do agree with you, that's a good pick going as late as he is. Uh just talk about it in general because these guys, it's kind of interesting that they're all going so close together. Jamal Williams, Aaron jo- Aaron Jones, and Ty Montgomery. Okay, Jamal Williams is going as RB 38 right now with his ADP of 8.5. Excuse me. Aaron Jones is going as RB forty. 8.09, and Ty Montgomery is going as RB42 with 9.3. They're all going around that range. Now, here's a pretty cool fact about uh, um, Aaron Jones. let let you know about Aaron Jones. He had only 81 carries. Eight of those 81 carries went for at least 15 yards or more. Okay? Mm-hmm. He's the only player in the NFL, the only other um so it means like, sorry, hold on. My, my stat's a little bit wrong here. So just to let you know, that means for a run of 15 yards or more on every 10.1 carries, mm-hmm. the only other player who did more than that was Alvin Kamara with every nine point two carries, one of his runs would be for at least fifteen yards. So for Aaron Jones, for every ten carries, it's at least one of those is going to be for fifteen or more and more yards. Now I know he's suspended for the two games, but I think when he comes back, he's going to be that dominant guy. Ty Montgomery, I think, is kind of fading out. I mean, he wasn't even a running back to begin with. He was only there; he was a wide receiver, and they only put him there to like kind of just take over. But he wasn't a wide uh, running back to begin with. I think he's going to fade out. Jamal Williams is going to do well. I feel. But when Aaron Jones comes back, and they, they even said it too in the Packers, they want to take that Sean Payton approach. Talking yeah. so much about Alvin Kamara here in the show, they want to take that Sean Payton approach where they split up uh, the carries mm-hmm. and divide them out. But, um, but yeah, I still feel that that Aaron Jones is going to come over. And take well, it he, out.
0: I mean, look, just just from the eye test alone, last year he he was the best running back in that backfield. Yeah,
1: absolutely. To to, to to take him in the eighth round as a nice pick in, late in the eighth round, like when when you start like looking at you know. Defenses maybe a little bit after that and quarterbacks, Aaron Jones is a great player to have on your bench that I really, really am big up on. Uh all right. So we're almost out of time over here on the show. We're almost gonna be finished. Uh so just to let y'all know, um, what we're gonna do what we do for every show is that we finish it out with questions. So just let so uh remember, Charlie, every show that we do, you don't see these questions, I don't see these questions. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna finish this out with questions. You got a question you wanna ask me? I do. So God, you started off. Talking. You're the
0: uh, you're the superhero guy. Yes. Right? Yes. Not a superhero. Not a superhero. No. That, that's pretty obvious. Yeah. Um, who is the best Batman? In the movies? In the movies. Who played the best Batman? Christian Bell. Christian Bell? Yeah. All right, I can see Wait, that. Wait, so you've seen the Batman movies, but not the Marvel movies. Yeah. I mean, Batman's better. What? <laughs> Let's let's not to make this a discussion you, you, about Marvel. You you <laughs> just listen. Batman's cool. Don't get me wrong, but you just
1: said a DC character is better than my Marvel. Do you not see the beginning of the show? The intro. It says what I am. I am a Marvel geek slash gamer. Oh,
0: so I just I just struck a chord.
1: You just said that Batman's <laughs> better than Marvel. Mm-hmm <laughs> Yeah. I mean, I've, I know other people agree with you. I, I love Batman. I know people agree with well, you, look, I don't, but I act I the
0: same way. I don't have a strong take either way, so don't, don't get offended. Um, so Christian Bale is the best Batman. Christian Bale is the best Batman. Yeah, better than Michael Keaton. Yeah, well, Michael Keaton,
1: one thing I used to always say, too, when you watched all the other movies, especially even the terrible ones by Joe mm. Schumacher, which were awful, you know, Batman and Robin and Batman forever, I always felt that Val Kilmer was a great Batman and George Clooney was a great Bruce Wayne, mm-hmm. and Michael Keaton was fantastic at playing both of them. Both. But Christian- So is Clooney
0: the best- um, Bruce Wayne. Bruce Wayne?
1: Bro- Clooney was the best Bruce Wayne, and Val Kilmer was a great Batman, but to play them both, so you got to say the best one is Christian Bale, definitely. Mm. I still, Interesting. I, st- I, I still can't believe that, that that you said that Batman was better than Marvel. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. See, there's the fans telling you that. Ugh. All right, All right. What, what do you got for me? I got a good one for you, especially the what you just what you just said to me. How did it feel the other day? Not the other day, excuse me, but that last, the, the, the last time, one time we we made it up. How did it feel losing that game of pool to me?
0: That that was pretty devastating. You, I that I, was pretty devastating. I, I didn't I didn't think you were that good at pool, to be honest with you. Now I told you before I can't get mad at you
1: because you actually thought you were going to beat me. <laughs> But then I had to, you know, get you back into reality.
0: I was. I was undefeated in my office for a while.
1: And no longer. But who defeated you? The Giants you fan. Uh, the Giants oh. fan who loves Marvel. And you, the Batman DC guy who doesn't even know superheroes but just goes towards DC and Batman. <laughs> and the Cowboys fan lost to the Giants fan. It's foreshadowing
0: for the rest of I the did. future. Listen, everyone gets lucky every it's, once in a while. Yeah, yeah, lucky. Yeah, right. I was. Pure, I you, you, never, you never came for a rematch, though. So let's uh, let's get a rematch I, I, on the docket. I won. I have to ask you for a rematch. I won. Yeah, what well, I'm saying. Like, what well, th- give me a chance to to win. Oh, I'll give you all the chances. You
1: want. Huh. It's not gonna happen. We you, we we could record it, put it on the show. We could put it on the YouTube if you want. Wear your your Cowboys jersey. I'll wear my <laughs> Giants jersey. I'll come all Giants out, and I'll show you how we do this.
0: Sounds good. You got another question for Sounds me? Good. Um. So football question. Who? We'll make it the
1: last question. We got yeah. Keep going. We'll
0: we'll make this one the, the last question. All right. Who do you feel is going to be uh, the number one running back out of the NFC East this year?
1: Saquon Barkley. And I would not be surprised if it was Ezekiel Elliott. The reason I don't think it's going to be Ezekiel Elliott, because I'll tell you realistically, and I'll be realistic with you, not, mm-hmm. this is not being biased. No, that, not, not at no, all. No, no, no. I'm being, I'm being 100% <laughs> sincere. It's really me not being biased. Um, I That offense is not going to be good. Now the offensive line is not what the offensive line we known of it to be before. It's still a good offensive line. Zeke is a freak of nature. He's a beast. He could do it all.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh Dak Prescott is. Why? Not...
0: Why do you think the offensive line is not going to be as good? It's, because it's, it's, I, it's already just...
1: not as good. It's already just not as good as it was before. It's it's not the same offensive how, line though? as of a few years ago. What you,
0: all how injuries who, that they had. Now listen, who is they? Good. They haven't lost anyone. It
1: it it's their injuries, they, they lost a few
0: backups. Injuries but...
1: they had, and it hasn't been as productive, but. It's still gonna be a good offensive line. Zeke's still gonna do good. Dak Prescott is not a great throwing back. He relies more on his legs. You don't mm-hmm. you don't have any wide receivers. You don't have any wide receivers at all. Um, so I, I I believe it's Barkley. I am not surprised if it ends up being Zeke. If it ends up being Zeke, I will not be shocked. So you, you would take Barkley ahead of Zeke? In real life drafts, possibly no. I think Barkley at the end is gonna do better. But that's not to say that I wouldn't draft Zeke over Barkley in real-life drafts, to be honest with you. All right. Uh, all right. So that's about all the time that we have here for today for the show. That's episode two. It's in the books. It's in the books. Yep, that's all we have here for this time of the here in the show. Once again, you can subscribe to us on YouTube. You can subscribe to us on Spotify. Subscribe to us on Stitcher, on Google Play. Uh, did I miss anything out there? Besides iTunes. <laughs> on iTunes, iTunes, Mr. Most Important 1. Mr. Most 1. Once again, party people, tune into our next show, which we're going to film this Saturday, actually. This Saturday, yeah. Yeah, just in a couple Short of more turn days. turnaround. We're going to keep giving you more information. Once again, please call us up anytime. You see the number right there on your screen. Once again, shout out to Got The Podcast Studios. Shout out to Progress for making the music for us. Uh, and Charlie, say goodbye to the people because we're going to be out of here. Bureau, take it easy. We'll see you next time. Peace, party people.